important this is Aniket and I host the evening show on 94.3 Radio 1 and me along with Fabian sir getting you politics for dummies where we understand politics then and now we understand politics right and left so what are you waiting for put on your headphones and strap on because you are going to have a ride of your life welcome joining us today is Mr Fabian and uh, so you know what i am someone who keeps on forgetting all right i'm a very very young kid i am a student at this point of time and uh, this is my very first class you're the teacher imagine you've entered the classroom there is a huge blackboard and you have to like introduce yourself to the entire class go ahead and introduce yourself sir thank you aniket i haven't recently spoken to a person younger than you and you might not have spoken to a person older than i recently <laughs> okay okay fair enough okay. fair enough but so, yeah. so many springs uh, what shall i say enriches <laughs> you know the difference in springs <laughs> yes okay now very briefly i was in the indian foreign service 1964-2000 retired from Rome where I was ambassador to Italy and permanent representative to the United Nations in Rome now the adjective permanent is slightly misleading because I was there only for four years not forever <laughs> anyway since then I have been taking interest in academia okay and uh, currently I am uh, on the guest faculty of Geneva School of uh, Diplomacy and International Relations where Mikhail Gorbachev is on the faculty. Oh. I am also distinguished uh, fellow with uh, at uh, Symbiosis University Pune. Ah. And very close to where we are, I am professor at the Indian Society of International Law. All right. So that is our professor for today and the reason why professor Fabian is joining us today is because uh, we're trying to understand learn implement and execute politics. This is a topic that everybody seems to be very interested in these days. This is a topic that a lot of people don't know but yet claim to be experts. So what we're going to break that uh, we're going to break their uh, theory of politics down. and you being our professor in class we're going to go ahead and ask you all sorts of questions so uh professor what would be the very first topic for the very first class that you are leading uh, to us with well i honestly believe that uh, politics is uh, has remained primitive uh, not only in theory but also in practice but uh, 
If you like, we can talk on what is happening in the United States. Okay. Uh, we can talk about uh, President Biden and his uh, distinguished predecessor. Ex-President Donald Trump. Yes. All right. So that would be a very first lesson where we will try to understand what's going on or what was going on in the year 2020 towards November to December. It was Biden versus Trump. So, Professor, the very first. So I'm going to call you Professor throughout the series because you can call me Fabian. Yeah. I mean, okay, cool. He's a cool teacher. So, Fabian, here's a question. 2020 ended up with a big bang. All right. Uh, the whole of the world stood still when the red and the blue lines were trying to, you know, cross the 370 mark. Uh, it was Biden versus Trump. Why was this election so significant? For the simple reason that uh, a second term for uh, Trump, Donald Trump, would have been great disaster, not only for America, but also for the rest of the world. So why was Donald Trump? categorized at this point of time by the millennials the worst president ever to be in the white house well let me put it this way january 2017 when trump had taken over i had written an article which was published and the title was president donald trump colon a bull in china shop question mark and i had concluded that he might prove to be a bull and i'm sorry to say that he had confirmed my fears so was he that reckless everybody knew about it but what was the reason why people still voted like a bull in a china shop it's literally saying that this is the biggest disaster that you can ever experience why did people still go ahead and you know get him into the office that is because yeah he's uh, uh, from a certain point of view good communicator Right. If you notice, uh, he doesn't finish his sentences always. It's always the guy next door. And if you notice, uh, his predecessor, Obama, he spoke like a professor, full sentences. You know, everything is perfect. Now, that imperfection made him more popular. That is Trump. Secondly, there is a section in the American society, well, what shall I call it, white male section, Okay. And who believe honestly that uh, there have been too many non-white people and that America has been spending its resources being uh, the global policeman and global do-gooder. Okay. So that's what it is. Um there were various factors in the 2020 election that were going on um and everybody was watching it very closely. So what were these factors that made this election so close? uh was there an outside involvement to this time like ex president trump claims it to be yes well uh, as regards outside uh, involvement uh, it's like this uh, uh, governments or others at the bidding of governments not all governments do try to influence american election and uh, we may believe that uh, russia tried and we may believe that china also tried but then we should not uh, spend too much uh, time on that because america also does it so such outside interference is uh, universal and cannot be stopped okay okay and i do not know whether such outside interference uh, had a determining impact okay 
fair so you're telling me that there is no outside interference but was there a social reform that was coming from outside america to like from india from canada from other countries that wanted trump to get out of the office and anybody but trump would have been fine in the office well as regards india you know that uh, there was a big show yeah yeah that was not to get trump out it was to get him in okay anyway so uh, what shall i say uh, many people outside the united states were worried about trump because after what you see he is a real estate tycoon now what i had said in my article is that uh, unlike uh, say the uh, ceo of uh, google you know where when you have managers meeting the ceo takes opinion from everyone and then gives a tentative uh, conclusion and again goes round okay whereas trump to my knowledge he might not even ask the managers but if he asked he would let them say what they want to say but finally just gives a decision no further de- his style is different all yeah. right that's that's about it so who had a better campaign when the 2020 elections happened trump was aggressive trump had the support of the white boys he had the support of a lot of other politically aligned parties that were somewhere aligned to white supremacy and then biden biden had the support of all liberals biden had the support of all people who wanted to have a very common happy liberal life so who had a better campaign and if you have to understand this campaign how can we understand this campaign well trump got 73.8 million votes if i remember right yes and of course uh, biden got more yeah now i suppose it's uh, evident that the victor had a better campaign okay okay but that trump got 73.8 shows that he uh, carried out a very effective campaign so from the last election against larry clinton trump got more votes in this election there were 73 million americans who still believed that trump should be in the office is this something to worry about when it comes to other nations and other elections as well we have to because uh, as i see it you know trump's uh, election did uh, promote uh, some leaders who try to clone themselves into trump clones yeah and even brexit you know got a you know a sort of a uh, adrenaline or vitamin because of and bolsonaro yeah so it it does happen in the international relations uh, there is contagion whether it is a good virus or bad virus it's a virus con- there is contagion okay okay fair enough now um fabian here's here's a very important question and this is when your own party denounces the candidate right there were certain sections in the republican party who went ahead and you know just just outright said no to trump in fact a lot of registered voters who were republican outright said it on press that this time they would not either not vote or vote for the other party what made people you know switch this mode what what made people go into this direction i think the fundamental reason is that uh, trump is not republican he captured the republican party and uh, you know by projecting invincibility held it under his spell but he is not republican he doesn't read much 
He does not have a, a Republican agenda. His agenda is simple. Not America first, but Trump first, once and for all. So I think at some point of time, some Republicans got to know what the matter was, and they felt ashamed over certain things which Trump had done. So the very first time when they, uh, you know, got Trump on their party, when they decided that Trump shall run elections through the Republican Party, why did they start with this? Why did they not, you know, denounce him then only because he never made his agendas hidden? He was very clear since the beginning, make America great again by any means necessary. That includes being racist. Yeah, I think the simplest answer and uh, certainly a uh, uh, true answer is that people can be fooled. As Abraham Lincoln said, we can fool some people for some time, we can fool all people for some time, but we cannot, I repeat, we cannot fool all people for all time. All right. And there goes Trump down the drains. <laughs> okay, here's also another continuation of the same question that I asked you, the denouncement of Trump. Has this ever happened in the history of politics where someone is representing a certain party anywhere in this world? And because of the ideologies of that person, the party separates themselves from uh, the candidate? Well, that might have happened uh, elsewhere also. I suppose uh, uh, some conservatives... Uh, uh, you know, in uh, UK were uh, unsatisfied with uh, Prime Minister May and they started making statements, you know. So that can happen. That can happen. Okay. So a lot of people in India, outside India, in America, Canada, Mexico, UK, everybody had a sentiment to share. What got the world together to talk about the elections that were happening in America? That is because, you know, who was it? It was said, you know, there should be no taxation without representation. John Locke said it. Similarly, the American president, being the most powerful person in, under the moon, uh, can impact on your life and my life, though we are not Americans. So I honestly believe that the rest of the world also should have a say in who becomes the president of the United States. But I have no way of... Uh, uh, giving you a method how to do it. So we are all interested, deeply interested, so we express ourselves. All right. Now, uh, why was the whole world eyeing the red and blue graph? This is also something very important. Like, yes, uh, people had sentiments, but why were they so inclined and the elections got stuck, the counting got stuck? You know, why did everybody look at the red and the blue graph and why was everybody glued onto that screen? Well, I was on a television uh, show at that time. And I remember that uh, every other uh, panelist uh, had come to the conclusion that Trump was making it. Okay. For the second time. Okay. And when I said, I'm not so sure, we have to wait, uh, they all pounced upon me. <laughs> and not only that, one of them said that, well, if there is any dispute, if even if uh, Biden wins, Trump will take it to the Supreme Court and uh, he would uh, get it done there. So I asked him why. Oh, because, you know, he has uh, nominated one or two of them and they are all beholden to him. So I said, listen, uh, 
If I am the Supreme Court judge, even if you have nominated me at some point of time in the past, does it mean that I should do your bidding? Then I'm not a judge. So my view is that the American Supreme Court will do what is right. But nobody agreed with me. Mm, so you made this judgment long back. Now, uh, uh, Professor Fabian, this is the end of the class. And this is a very important question. At the end of the day, it all boils down to how does it affect India? India as a country has great diplomatic relationships with a lot of other countries. We've got a significant relationship with America. Barack Obama had a great relationship with our current sitting Prime Minister Narendra Modi. So did Donald Trump. And now once again, Prime Minister Narendra Modi has great connections with Biden, President Biden. How does the change in presidency affect India on a larger scale? To my mind, uh, President uh, Trump hardly did much for India. It is true that our defense relationship got stronger, which is good for us, but also good for America because they were able to sell a lot of weapons. And, you know, Trump was the best, most enthusiastic salesman for the military-industrial-congressional complex. So the change in the occupancy of the White House is good for India. President Biden is more mature more experienced and he can look at the big picture and uh, when he is there i expect uh, with uh, high confidence that india us relations will improve and also it will expand onto other areas defense relationship is very important for us yeah. but that's not enough i want to see a broader relationship in trade investment technology and diplomacy and don't forget that trump stalled any trade agreement i expect biden to be fair you know we are not asking for concessions we are asking for a deal which is what they say win win good for you and good for me all right and then as the two democracies america may be the rich, richest uh, but india is the biggest and don't forget that india's uh, uh, sort of branch of democracy is admired universally okay you know so the two democracies should work together and uh, there are many areas where as i said in diplomacy we can work together all right that is that is brilliant now one question after class should people like donald trump who are absolutely inexperienced run for elections even if though have good uh, you know sentiments like we've heard people like kanye west who's a musician very weird uh, dwayne the rock johnson right uh, we've heard names of oprah winfrey we've heard names of tom hanks they all wish to run for us presidential race should people without political knowledge run for politics i think democracy means if you are eligible otherwise age wise and otherwise you are entitled to run and i will not interfere with that rule it's better to be democratic in such matters and run the risk of such people getting elected even now there is a move to disenfranchise him you know but i personally wouldn't like to see that i think let him run if he wants but the electorate should show that they can act they can vote intelligently can donald trump run as an individual without any party for the us elections 2024 i mean technically it is possible whether he would or not is a different matter but technically he can all right he can even have a new party 
Oh, cool. The Trump party. Trump Tower's party. Probably. You don't know. You would never know. And that concludes the very first class of uh, Politics for Dummies with Professor Fabian and your very relatable yet dumb student, Aniket. Now, uh, Fabian, sir, uh, your final words before we can wrap this up. Well, I have enjoyed every moment, Aniket, of this class. And uh, I think, you know, such interactive class where we have a conversation and not a lecture. Yeah. I think that is very important. All right. So thank you so much. Professor Fabian, this is for us. Professor Fabian for being a part of the show. All right. Although not a real professor. Are you a real professor? I'm unreal. I'm searching for reality. Oh, God. That's philosophy right there. Next class, philosophy with Fabian. That's what we're going to know. We're still doing politics. Stay tuned. Thank you so much. Uh, Have a nice day, Fabian, sir. You too. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in and listen. If you want to listen to more such podcasts, then go ahead and check us out on hdsmartcast.com. And don't forget, this was an HD Smartcast production, which is India's fastest growing podcast production platform. And if you want to have a conversation with me uh, in regards to politics, you can always hit me up on Instagram. That's Radio Aniket for you. And if you want to give us feedback, at HD Smartcast is where we will be ready for your feedback. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or suno nai nazariyese. This was a Radio One production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.